on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. We start tonight's show on a different note, on a sombre note, with the tragic passing today of Shane Tuck at 38 years of age. A highly respected midfielder and life member of the Richmond Football Club, he was the sort of player that you knew would give everything he had every time he stepped on the field. Tonight, we send our thoughts and our prayers to Shane's wife, Kat, his children, Will and Ava, his parents, Michael and Faye, and the extended Tuck family. Let's head to the Tigers' hub now. Jack, good evening to you. On a very sombre note, you've got the Tigers' CEO, Brendan Gale, alongside you. Yeah, thank you, Jack. It's obviously a... um fairly uh, emotional time up here at, uh, in, in the current climate and to have the news drop today that the uh, the man that we lo- know and loved called Tucky um, has unfortunately passed away at, at 38 years of age is um, yeah it's re- it's uh, it's really hard to put into words but uh, as you mentioned we are joined by Brendan Gale and I suppose Chief it's um, it's a really sad day for the football club Oh, look, it is. It's a sad day for football because, um, I mean, you think of the the Tuck family and, um, and, and and the contribution they've made to the game over many years and, and obviously Shane came and forged his own, own career and was a wonderful servant for the club and, uh, yeah, to... To get that news, it's it's really confronting, mate. It's, I mean, we're, we're quite numb and, and you sort of manage... You, you think about how you manage that and, and, and how you share it and you see the impact on, on the players and you know, many of whom were very, very close on field and staff and and then you think about his wife and children and it's just, um, it's incredibly sad. It's, um, it, it, I suppose it, these sort of things can, can really rock a football club but it's also the environment that football clubs can provide and, and, and I've found myself in this situation with obviously the, the passing of Maddie can be can be a, a, a beacon for, for the family to come back to. What, what, if you could sum up Tucky, what, what, what was he? You obviously would have seen him early days when, um, when you came in as, as CEO and, and you would have watched him as a Richmond supporter. I played with him a little bit, but... He was a unique character, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. He was. Um, look, I didn't know him until I, I rejoined the club as CEO. I certainly watched him play when I'd go into Tigers games, and uh, but I didn't know him really off the field. Um, I, I would say, um, I think he's, he's a guy you'd probably call straight up and down. He, he, he just he's you know he's big size midfielder, sort of. Um, before the rage about, like, he was 190 centimetres. He was as tough as nails. He was extremely competitive, um, put his head over the ball. Um, but certainly when when I saw his contribution up close uh, from the beginning of 2010-11 where, where, you know, basically we had Damien come with a new coach and a, and a new crew and a new game plan, a new way, um, he, he made... And we copped some awful hidings early, didn't we, you know, really? But he... Yeah. If he he just he made the guys walk taller. I think of him. I think of you know, Jakey King and and that probably that real physicality and um, and so I saw that on the field, not off the field. I saw a guy with a really just a big generous heart. Like he just make people laugh. He had these funny little sayings and and idiosyncrasies, and he never took himself too seriously. 
there were a couple of times there where he, where he did, you know, as, as Dane was trying to introduce his new way of doing things, he, he did drop, them, drop him. And I remember just seeing him around the gym and no impact at all. Just completely uncomplicated. Didn't drop the lip, you know, just always. And I thought that's a way of someone and how they carry themselves. And, uh, um, and uh, yeah, so he's just a, a straight up and down guy. There wasn't too much complicated about him. It, um, yeah. I love, I love seeing his dad around too. Like, Michael, you wouldn't... I mean, if you pointed that guy over there with a big jacket on or with a big grin and just sit in the background and said he played 426 AFL games and just said, no, what him? He's just so humble. I love the background. So proud, wasn't he? So proud of his son. He was. And uh, uh, Tucky was a... He, he became a cult figure, didn't he? Yeah. People loved him. And, he, and you speak about him in the same sort of sentences as, as Jake King. You always walked t- taller mm. when you had Shane Tuck playing next to you. This is the Richmond Hour, and I'm looking forward to getting some fans to... I, I, I don't know what you do in these circumstances in terms of grief. I'm not an expert in, in these things, but the platform is here if you, you do want to ring up, and, and there is plenty of stories about Takiana, a lot of funny ones. He was, a, he was one of those players that you love to spend time with because there would always be a story come out of that. So if you do want to ring in and tell us your favourite Shane Tuck stories or... Maybe even a game that he stood out and, and you thought, that's why I love going to the footy to watch Shane Tuck. It's 1300 736 736. Or you can just send us a text and, and, uh, and let us know what, uh, what you liked or what you loved about Tucky because there was plenty to love about him. He was, uh, he was a footballer's footballer and he was a, an extremely lovable character. What does the, the club now provide for? Um, for Tucky, what, what does it look like? It's obviously game Friday night and is there, um, I assume, black armbands will be worn by the players? Yeah, well, yeah, clearly. But he's a, uh, you know, one, of, one, of our, one of our great players. He really, you know, played in 180 games of football. I mean, there was, it was genuinely hard and competitive. And, and I find our, our supporters, and I've had a long association with the club, our supporters, there's a, there's a special affection for those players who play aggressively. And then... It doesn't mean, you know, aggressive, you know, take the game on or aggressive ball movement or aggressive at the ball content. And look, Taki was certainly one of those. There was no myth about him in that regard. Um, so, so, I mean, I, I you know, I, I communicated with Michael back and forth today and, um, and uh, we'll certainly, we'll be wearing black armbands. Um, you know, we'll be paying tribute to his contribution to the club. Um, and like you touched on, before, Jack, I, I guess from time to time we all get bad news. Um, you remember where you were when you get that bad news, but we are here and we're together. Mm. I think that's, you know, when I looked around the room today, there's Tim Livingston and up the front and um, and I could see the impact on the guys, but I thought, well, we're together. You know, we can talk about it and 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 honour his, honor his memory, honour his legacy and um, but we'll pay tribute in the right way. Well, Chief, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to go to a quick break, but, of course, if you do want to ring in and talk about the great man that was Shane Tuck uh, and tell, tell one of those stories, and there is plenty of them out there. I'm looking forward to hearing some more, even off-air with, with players and, and what they loved about Tucky. Don't forget to ring in, one 736 736 This is Tiger Time.
on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Great supporters of Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It is thanks to Swintopia, your taste of life at Swinburne, unrestricted. You can call Jack on what's a difficult start to the show, what's a difficult day for the Tiger Army and, of course, the Tuck family by extension. one 736 736 on the phone or a couple here for you off the text, Jack. 0433-981116. Jeff says, I'll never forget seeing Tucky going in headfirst at contests over and over with the cotton buds in his ears and the 21 on his back. Thoughts with the family and friends at the football club too. And Barry says, my girls met him in pre-season at a game in Mildura versus Collingwood. Fantastic person. Thanks for the memories. Hard and tough Tiger through and through. Loved watching him play. Absolutely gutted. That's from Belinda as well. You can keep all of your well wishes coming through on 0433 But Brendan's in Camberwell wants to have a chat to you. Jeff. I just want to say Asher have been uh, going to the footy for the Tigers since the early 80s. And he had a young son. Asher had a young son, Tyson, uh, a lot earlier than me. And his, his favourite players, you know, could have been Richo, Brownie, Koch, uh, Leeds, Coglin, Johnson. But it was Tucky. He just loved Tucky. And he had number 21. He wasn't the superstar, but he was just an amazing player. And, yeah, we're going to miss him. We are, Brendan. It's, um, yeah. I did mention this. He's, he, he was an absolute crowd favourite. He just, he just did the things that I reckon Richmond people loved. He was, he was hard. He was tough. I remember a game at... at we played Amy. Uh, we're playing at Amy Stadium, so back at old football park there. Might have been maybe one of Dimmer's first years, and we played Port Adelaide. And Tucky actually fractured his scapula, so basically broke the back of his shoulder. Maybe I think it was sort of maybe halfway through the second quarter, and then played the whole game out. And we had a, a bit of a laugh at it post that game of him running around trying to tackle blokes one-handed. But that was the that was the the person that he was, but that's how tough he was as well. He was, he was genuinely, genuinely tough. Um, so thanks for that call, Brendan. We really appreciate you uh, you ringing in. I know the club um, really appreciates your, uh, your your wishes as well. Go to Robert, uh, who's joining us in Thornbury. G'day, Rob. How are you, mate? G'day, Jack. Um, mate, a little bit uh, hollow feeling tonight, mate. But um, yeah, good memory about Tucky. Um, at a sporting globe, just about every year, like there's a function um, for all the Richmond supporters and Tucky and Foley, back when they were playing, they, they just gave themselves to all the supporters. The supporters don't really get an opportunity to speak to the players, but Tucky, every time, every year, the sporting globe, um, just before the start of the season, um, you were there as well, and quite a few of the other boys, Richo and all, all the old brigade, Dale Waitman, and he'd always just give his time. He'd treat you just like like he'd known you for, for 10 years plus. And, um, you know, he was one of my favourite players. For a time there between 05 and 08, I, I would say he was just about probably, you know, just about the, the best in and under midfielder going around in the league. I, I know that's a big call. But he worked for, he scrapped for everything that he got at, at league level. Um, big shoes to fill coming from his daddy who played 426 games, as you mentioned before. But it's just a really sad... You know, I'm like as a Tiger member for about 15 years. It's um, yeah, it's just 38 years old. That's just too young to go, mate. So um, those are just a few positive memories of Tucky and, and what he gave back to the you know, black faithful through some pretty 
lean years for the Tigers back back in the day. So, um, and it's just another thing, boys. I just wanted to say thank you to Benny Gale for doing the ten for doing the ten year plan ten years ago when our club was in shambles and and Jack Revold and you know Shane Edwards, Terry Koch and Dustin Martin and all the boys to lead us where we are now. And it's good to see the boys are back in form and and um, looking a little bit threatening uh, as we approach the halfway mark of the season. Yeah, thanks, Rob. But um, he was a uh... You're right there. He, he, he was what he was was he was consistent. He was always consistent, Tucky. And I think if you through that period that you were talking about, sort of 05 to 2010, if you looked at the bottom of a pack of a Richmond game, it was guaranteed that that Shane Tuck would be on the bottom, or he would be tackling the uh, the person on the bottom of the pack. There is a another story, and it was mentioned off the text line about. They loved watching Tucky run around with the cotton earbuds <laughs> in his ears. And uh, Jack, this is no word of a lie. I'm, I'm, it sort of it slips me who we were playing, but we got some feedback after the game, uh, the day after, and, and got a please explain from the AFL because Tucky had been running around and um, he, he had burst eardrums, so he, he had to wear play with the, the cotton buds in so that the, mm. the wind wouldn't go in there and cause him pain whilst he was running around playing footy. And on this day, the earbud had come loose, so he was constantly tapping the side of his ear. And the club got a please explain from the AFL as to what he was doing because the opposition team had thought that he was running around with an earpiece in and was getting direct messages from the coach. It was just a... A little bit of a, a loose earbud, which is is very funny, and we we did have a lot of fun. And and that's the one thing that... He was... We always had fun with Tucky. Um, mm. he, had, he was quirky as hell. He used to, he used to get up um, five hours before the game. He'd be at the club doing side-to-sides on the, on the treadmill and warming up in all different ways. But it was what worked for him. And, and, and he, was, he was as vulnerable as, uh, as anyone as well. He, he knew what worked for him. Um, I, I, he knew that he wasn't perfect as well, but he did what Shane Tuck knew would, would work for him. So. Yep. Next call, we'll go to Michael in Richmond. Uh, Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Jack. How are you, Chief? Uh, I've been better, mate. Yeah, I've been better like um, like a lot of the, the, the Tiger faithful, unfortunately. It's, uh, this, one, this one hurts, mate. I, um, I uh, play a sponsor with Shane about the last five years of his, uh, of his career. So... Um, Got to be pretty close to him for a period of time. What a ripping bloke! What an absolute ripping bloke! There isn't a. Yeah, there isn't a. It's probably not a better sentence to sum him up. He was um, obviously the son of a a very famous footballer, um, but you could see that he was he was he was brought up to be respectful. it's two calls tonight. We've already said about how he would have um, always have the time to to talk to people. He uh, he was a people's person, and and um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Well, um, that you had that connection with him. I'm, I'm, I'm it's it's really difficult to to still put words to to the current situation, but. I'm sure he'll forever have a spot uh, in your heart, Michael. Um, 
and thank you for your call. Uh, we'll head to Tim in Bandura. Good day, Tim. Good day, Jack. How are you, mate? Look, um, devastated. I only just found out half an hour ago. Um, I used to live in Richmond years ago, and uh, clearly remember just walking, going from a walk to the lap, and seeing Tucky go to training with a football under his arm, bouncing, hand passing it to himself. It just typified exactly the type of player he was. You know, he was sort of, you know, he was sort of maligned a bit for his disposal, but he's getting in and getting the footy, as you said, the toughest the toughest player that I've seen for a very long time. And breaking his scapula, like I'm in the health industry, mate, that's not an easy thing to play with. You can break an arm, you can do something like that, but breaking the scapula, crikey. I didn't know about that. It just typifies, mate, and I'm really sorry for the club. Um, I'm a member, and I'm, I'm, I'm really sad about it. So I hope you guys are holding up okay. Yeah, thank you, mate. It's, um, yeah, it's a... It's, uh... Yeah, it's just been a very difficult day up here. Obviously, still away from home, and sometimes, um, and I think the chief put it uh, fantastically well, is that um, whilst we don't have our families here to to talk about it and, and grieve with it, we we do have each other. Um, there's probably, I think, maybe six or seven guys that that, that played footy with Tucky Dimmer. Obviously, coached him, and um, our, our medical staff were um, were very very close to him. Um, and, and, yeah, it really has rocked them. Um, but in, in these times, as football has always shown and football clubs have always shown that there will be a, a shoulder for the people to lean on over the next period of time. Um, and uh, and I hope tonight's providing something for the, for the mm. fans to lean on as well. Uh, we'll go for one more call before we hit the break and let's, let's head to Lee, who's on the road. Yeah, g'day guys. Condolences, uh, Jack, to you and and the club. Um, by extension to the Tuck family. A quick little story from a Hawthorne perspective. A bit older than, than you, Jack, but uh, you want to know how tough Shane was even in the early days. I still remember being in the rooms before a game out of Princess Park, watching the ball zip around the rooms as it does, and Shane would have been, I don't know, three, four maybe, if that. And uh, God's honest truth, saw him wear one to the side of the head that put him vertical to the floor, land face down, and a big zero hush right through the rooms, and the kid bounced back up again and, and uh, grabbed the footy and passed it back to the, the moron that kicked it. Look at you, Dipper. And uh, away it went again, and he just looked at it even then, and you thought, oh, my God. And uh, sure enough, he took that onto the field when he ran out, ran out with you, bloke. So... Yeah, it's, uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Thanks, Lee. It's um, yeah. As I mentioned off the top, you don't, you never know how to grieve in these situations, and people will do it their own way. And um, there has certainly been tears shed today, but the stories are are starting to come in. So um, it's uh, yeah. I, I suppose it's um. Thank you for the people that ha- yeah. that have have rung up and, and told their stories about Tucky and people that are texting. And we, we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, Jack, yeah, be, we'll get through this run together. You can't see it tonight, but there's probably about 150 texts or more that have come through in the last 20 minutes for 
Richmond fans and just footy fans in general sharing their love for Tucky. So we'll change pace on the other side of this. Jack Higgins will join Jack live from the hub with thanks to Swintopia, your taste of life at Swinburne unrestricted. Big thank you to everyone for your calls and your texts. Keep them coming. You can keep your texts coming across the hour, of course, on 0433 98 11 16. And a reminder as well that if you or someone that you know needs support right now, help is available. Please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636. As we head to the break, let's remember Shane Tuck. So Tuck kicks from outside 50. He hits that beautifully. His target will be Tuck. And Tuck, a lateral jump. He flies. Tuck at ground level. He'll put it in front, but, but Tuck's kicked the goal. Tuck grabs it out of the ruck and was able to avoid two Essendon players and kick a magnificent left foot ceiling goal. And the Tigers are going to win. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good to have you with us on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Still to come this hour, Brett Delidio will join Jack, but you've got a very special guest with you alongside you at the Hub, Jack. That's it, Jack. We've decided that two Jacks isn't enough, so we'll add another one into <laughs> the... Uh, into the into the show and really confuse each other. I am joined by Young Gun. Are you happy with that, Young Gun? Oh, I'm not too sure about Young. I'm 21 now. Well, so. it is Jack, it's Jack Higgins. So um, thanks for jumping on uh, Tiger Time, Jack. Um, how's the day been? Because today's the first day that we've been allowed outside the hub. What did uh, what did Jack Higgins find himself up to today? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me on. Uh, well, you always just listened to SEM when I was a kid, so it's good to be on now. Really? Did you ever text into the, the famous text line? Nah, I never text in, but I always used to talk to my dad about uh, ringing up, something like that, So, um, but never did it. So, yeah, but um, today um, just drove out to um, a beach, saw, like, my mate walking along the beach because we can't really hang out with each other. So we walked along the beach walked it back about a K and then um, yeah, just talked and then left sort of awkwardly because he can't really like handshake him or anything. So, <laughs> so pretty pretty sort of awkward scenes I would have uh, I would have imagined because you're a little bit of a, an awkward cat and you do bounce to the, the beat of your own drum. Um, what what makes you tick? Like what what what's the, we see you in the in the media and um, we've been lucky enough to both be on stage at Brownlow night when you won goal of the year. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you do outside of footy that that keeps you going? And whilst we're in the hub now, mm, that's a very interesting question you answered there, Jack. Um, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm sort of a person who likes um, just keeping to a routine, and when I'm sort of in the hub, especially the last two weeks, it's been a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I've just been playing a bit of Xbox and been getting really bored in my room, getting really bored. But sort of got forty other blokes probably going through the same thing, so just having the same chats with the all the same cats here, which makes things interesting. But, <laughs> yeah. So let's, I want to take you back to um, obviously Saturday night, mate, which was a great win for the football club after um, a bit of a, di- a different game against Sydney the week before. And, and your performance was um, was one again where you, you're really finding yourself um, after a little bit of a layoff last year. And we'll chat about that a little bit more later on. But um, what, what, 
Can you explain to the fans what sort of role you, you, you're playing at the moment? Because you, you're playing um, a, a pretty important role um, and what it, what it looks like for you and, and what you're focusing on um, when you get out there on the weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm sort of playing the more high half-forward role at the moment. So sort of getting used to that. I haven't really played it for the last two years. So sort of more getting up into the midfield. Not so much a midfielder, but getting around the midfielder, doing heaps of stoppages and stuff. So that's pretty new for me. And, yeah, just trying to get the ball forward. So that's what sort of my role is, which is a bit interesting. Never really played it before, but, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. And you, you see yourself playing forward for the the rest of your career or for the sort of next little bit? Or would you like to make that move up into the midfield and, and become a, a, a premier midfielder at, at Richmond? Oh, definitely. I'd like to play in the midfield, I think. For me personally, um, sort of where, where the coaches see me, probably it's where I'm going to play. For me personally, I think I'm a better midfielder than I am a forward. Just for my uh, my running ability, I think, I think I can get into ends, ends of change and sort of sneak forward. So maybe, yeah, like a like a, if I'd be half a good Robbie Gray, uh, yeah, maybe like a Robbie Gray sort of player in you the ha- future. Yeah, we have got that little goal sense. I mean, obviously goal of the year in 2018 and... You've kicked a, a, a few pearlers over the, well, very Pearls. short journey so far. Yep. I want to take you back to the, the celebration that you decided to run with early on, which was the little sort of Huey Bowman winks celebration. Yep. What's the, is, is it, are you just copying Huey there or did you... Oh, uh, well, at the time, winks was in its absolute prime. <laughs> um, I think she may have won two, um, oh, what's it called? Cox plates. Cox plates at the time, and I think she's going. She won a third later that year. Don't correct, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, me and my mates back then absolutely loved the Winks, and um, every time Winks was on, we'd have a nice punt on it. So um, yeah, I just did it for a bit of a laugh because all my mates loved Winks the horse, and I think everyone around Australia loves Winks. So just did she's apples, Huey Bowman. What's uh, <laughs> what's um, have you got anything on the cards for for goal celebrations coming up in the? Uh well, the last 10 rounds of the, of the season. Can we see something special from from uh, Jack Higgins? And, and if so, where are you looking to find something from? Um, I don't think I have that, that many goal celebrations. Sort of comes how it is. I remember when I kicked um, goal, I did the old... Um, sort of like the Daniel Harford aeroplane, but not really the Daniel Harford aeroplane. <laughs> um, I sort of did that. So I think it just sort of comes um, just just naturally. Like It depends how the goal, how the goal comes, I think. So I, I sort of act... Well, mate, it's um, on a on a more serious note. It's nearly been a, a year to the day that you um, had your, your your brain surgery. Yeah. Um, can you can you explain to us what actually happened um, and and what you had to have done? Yeah. So I think um, I saw on my Instagram the other day popped up. I went to the hospital maybe last Monday last year. Was the first time in the hospital. I think I had surgery this Thursday. So, today's Monday. Yeah, this Thursday last year. So, had um, two brain operations. So, the first one, they went up through my groin. Not where you're thinking, like actual in my groin, not the other yep. hole. <laughs> um, went up there and um, had an unbelievable surgeon, but that didn't get the job done. So, um, what, And what did they have to do there? So, so they've obviously accessed through your, through your hip, basically. Yeah, basically your hip. Going up, going up into your head, and, and what, what were they trying yeah, to do? Yeah, so it's like a small tube, and it was a bit of glue because I was bleeding from my brain. So if you think of, um, obviously, like a blood like vessel, so it was, some was like just bleeding like radically when it should be going to my brain, I think. I'm not, I'm not a neurosurgeon, mate. If I was, I wouldn't be here <laughs> next year. But, um, I, can, I, can, I can confer that you are not a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Um, 
so that happened, and, and then the glue did, So we thought it was all good for about three weeks, but the glue didn't set. It set in the wrong place, so I've just got glue floating around my head right now. Still floating around oh, now? I don't know if it's still floating around, but it didn't hit the spot. Okay. So I had, um, yeah, just glue in my head. didn't work. I had to wait about four or five weeks, and I was sort of getting back walking again um, towards the end of the period, and I had to get scanned, see how it fit, and... Um, fit in my head and then I was I remember there I was like oh everything's gonna be fine like it's gonna be all good and then getting there and getting re-scanned on my head and it's a whole procedure I had to be there at 5 30 anyway and my um my neurosurgeon walks in all like he had a smile on his face and like oh how good is this this is a ripper I'm gonna be all clear here and the first surgery I had was probably one of the worst experiences I'll ever have in my life and hopefully I'll ever have Lost about like 11 kilos in about a week, just like oh, vomiting wow. all the time in ICU for about five days, three or four days, and was absolutely just agony pain. I remember I just couldn't get to sleep. And if you've ever been probably in an ICU ward, hopefully you never do, but everyone's like sort of next to each other, so you can sort of hear what the next bloke's going through. And everyone's it's on a pretty dr- morbid place. Yeah, everyone's sort of on drugs, high, high as a kite in yeah. there. So but, you had a second surgery, is that right? Obviously the first one didn't work and the second one was a bit more invasive and, and one that we, we probably all see every day really. Yeah, so yeah, carrying on from that, that didn't work, the glue, so I had the second surgery and yeah, so they had to cut open my head um, and then they put, I think, eight, 12 to 18, like I can't remember the number, mate, 12 to 18 um, middle bolts in my head. So wow. there's all there, so that's where you probably can see the scar. I think the scar looks pretty cool. If you ask me, um, <laughs> and yeah, that's what happened, and then sort of just, um, from there, just sort of try to recover, and then things weren't really going too well with recovery, um, and yeah, there was just a lot of things that happened, and a lot of things I was going through mentally and emotionally at a time that, yeah, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Uh, the the physical, the, the physical um, ability to come back and play the game's been well in twelve months, and 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 the last surgery was in September, so it's been shorter than that. It's been Phenomenal. Um, you're a really professional young man. What about the mental side of it? Do you um, do you think about the injury at all now? Now, um, not so really. I think um, I, I did when I first started playing my game. I remember I played a JLT game against Collingwood, and that sort of went through my head a lot before the match. Just worried about getting a knock on it or...? Not so much worrying. Getting, I've never worried about getting a knock because my head's probably stronger than your head. Okay. Because I've got metal plates in there. <laughs> Bolts? Yeah, I think gold. They're gold as well. Like a Frankenstein sort <laughs> yeah. of setup. Yeah, so um, I got that in my head. So I wasn't really worried about that, but I was sort of worried about, geez, how am I going to come back to footy? Sort of, that was sort of worrying, not so much after... Cause I've never had an injury touch wood in my life, except that. If you really can't have this injury. Mm. But... So I was a bit worried about how I'd come from that, but that has never crossed my mind about, geez, how am I going to come back from actually brain surgery? And has it changed your perception about um, how, how lucky you are to obviously, one, survive something like this because yeah. it's obviously a um, fairly traumatic experience, but then to, to get back to the, the level and you love your footy, and I know how much you love your footy, to actually get back and, and be able to play again. It must have been a really emotional time to get back and play that first game after a first game of AFL, which I think was round two this year? Yeah, round two, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was pretty emotional. Like, I had a lot of people helping me out through the way, um, along the journey of the past year, which was, well, I can't thank them enough, but I remember playing against Collingwood in the JLT, and I think I may have had four touches, absolutely, like, just short about my game. 
thinking, oh, geez, I've absolutely lost. I've lost my touch. Like footies, I'm not going to be good. At, I'm not good at footy anymore. And I remember playing at Wangaratta. Yep. It was a hot day. And I remember getting the car, me, dad, mum, just crying my eyes out the whole way home, just going, I've lost it. Like, just crying the whole way home. Like, for, you know how long? How long is it? I think it's about three hours. Three hours. Like, maybe not crying the whole way home, but for like two hours. And then I remember sitting, I remember calling people, like, a few of my mentors and dad and mum were in the car and just talking to them, like, everything's going to be fine. But that, at that moment, when I first came back, I was like, geez, one, I'm not going to be in the side. When it, so my whole thing coming back from brain surgery was always gonna play around, just play around one, play around one, and then I played shocking and not shocking, but I wasn't up to my normal standing in the JLT, and I was just bore my eyes out. And I reckon out of the whole brain surgery period, I reckon that was the worst time because I've gone, geez, I've gone through all this, I put that on the plate, what's next? And I sort of have to start from scratch then. Okay. Well, you are coming through with with some young guns, and and I did call you a young gun off the top. Who, um, in your opinion, who's the who's the most exciting of the the types that we're seeing? So we've got Bolter, Egmelissi, Smith, Baker. Who do you think's got the biggest upside, and and who do you love playing football with? Um, I think they're all absolute guns on their own right, Jack. Um, I really like Noah Bolter, maybe because I'm probably the closest with him yep. out of all them three. I'm not saying I'm not close with the other blokes. But I like Bolter. I think he's going to be a really good player in the near future, even now. He showed the glimpses two weeks ago. Well, he didn't show glimpses. He killed it against Melbourne two weeks ago. So if he can keep that up, and he's only 21 years old, so he's got plenty of time and he's playing against the biggest key forwards in the game at the moment, and he's playing pretty well. So Lovely. Well, thank you for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. You are a very lovable character, and, and the fans do love you. And we're looking forward to seeing some more gold celebrations and... And seeing some more of the Jack Higgins that we uh, we've come to to know and love. So thank you for joining us, Higo. No uh, coming up after the break, we are going to join be joined by uh, we're going to do a bit of Hardwick's coaches corner, and a Richmond two-timing Tiger uh, Brett Deledio will join us as well. So we'll catch you after the break. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Yeah, gelling together. It was always obviously going to take a little bit of time with the, the five players that sort of went out of the side and, you know, see some growth in some players coming in and merging into some roles. So that was really promising for us. Um, it played and moved the ball a lot better this week as compared to last week. So there's a lot of positive things to, to come out of the game. Um, we've certainly got some work to do in a couple of other areas, though. You know, I thought... Yeah, North are a side that's in a you know development type phase with the way they're going as well. So it was an interesting challenge for both sides, probably evenly placed with experience. And I thought our boys um, played our system pretty well tonight, which is a positive. When we're at our very best, that's the way we play. You know, we step in early, and we probably have been okay at it this year. But you know, we've we've started to to ramp that up a bit, and and obviously it was great to have some fans there again tonight. You know, Richmond people turn up, it's great. So the, the noise they make is, is quite inspiring to the players and they love playing in any form of crowd, really. There's a little bit of Coach's Corner with thanks to Host Plus. We go with you. Host Plus, the proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. Jack, a lot of positives to take away from last weekend. That's right, Jack. A lot of positives. I think the the, one, the main one from, from inside the hub here has been the... Uh, the ability to get that Richmond brand and uh, and DNA back up and going, and it's not the I suppose it's not really the usual names that you would mm. tend to sort of 
link to, to the way Richmond play, the, the, the young brigade um, is certainly exciting from a senior player's point of view. And I think the fans are... Uh, they're seeing something in, in these young guys and they're coming in and, and, and playing their role. And You look at the names of Arts, Chole, um, even Dan Rioli's still very young, Liam Baker, uh, Noah Bolters. Uh, I think there's a lot of fans out there that are, that are going to be uh, very, very... Uh, have really high opinions on, on Noah Bolter and, and think, um, think he's got a very, very bright future. So uh, the other one I failed to mention there was Shay Bolton, who, yep. who's playing a little bit more midfield time now on the coaches. Has spoken about Shea being being more of a midfield and, and the ability to get him in there. So, um, pretty good night for for the Tigers and and um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a very good Richmond performance and one to uh, one that we're pretty happy we were able to put on the board. Obviously, with the season being shortened. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger time with thanks to Swintopia, your taste of life at Swinburne unrestricted. You've got a very special guest who's waiting for you, Jack. <laughs> I do, I do, and we are joined. On the line by the man who goes by the nickname Lids, Brett Deledio. Um, he's uh, he's our two-timing Tiger this week. He's played for the uh, played for the Tigers and uh, obviously later in his career played for the Giants. Lidsy, how are you going, mate? Hey, Wiggy. Um, oh, mate, look, I've been better probably today, but um, mm. hanging in there, mate, and just thinking of uh, all our loved ones at the moment. Yeah, it is. A, find ourselves in that situation um, where you, clearly it's a. A pretty tough day for, for the football club and, and um, by extension, everyone that, that had something to do with, with Tucky. And you played a, a lot of football with him and we've heard a, heard a lot about him. If you could sum him up, mate, what, what would you say about Shane Tuck and, and, and why did we love him so much? Oh, I think uh, Tucky was just... He was your bloke's bloke. Um, your footballer's footballer for one of any other cliches, but... He, he called her, uh, he, he shot straight, you know, he, he called it as he saw it. Um, he, he ran straight at it too, you know. He, uh, it didn't matter if his teammates were in the way, and I found that out firsthand. Uh, he ran straight through me one day to get to the footy. Um, but just a, a lovable guy that you just always, uh, I think I read an article about that you'd said, mate, you just walked away with a smile on your face after you'd spoken to him, whether he'd said something funny or he didn't realise he'd said something funny, mate. You know, he's just a... A lovable guy, but um, yeah, mate, we're gonna we're gonna miss him, miss him terribly. Yeah, we are, mate. It's um, he he was a very funny funny bloke in meetings as well. Like he, there wasn't much structure to the way Tucky played, was there? It was I'm going to go and get the ball, and as you said, whoever's in the way doesn't matter whether they're wearing a Richmond jumper or another team's jumper. He was going to bowl them over. But there's been some some pretty funny pretty funny stories go about Tucky in meetings, and I know Dimmer used to always throw to him. For some reason, Dimmer always used to say to Tucky, oh, how do we want to play here? And no matter what the question was, he would always, always say the word shape. He would, he would talk <laughs> about something, something different. He would always say the word shape because that was the only answer that he had for, for Dimmer, and it was, um, it was very, very funny. Now, you, mate, um, obviously this week you're our, you're our two-timing Tiger and you were drafted 2004 at the, obviously, number one pick, mate. Yep. What, can you, what was your, uh, your memory of the, the first day coming into Tigerland? No doubt you would have had a travesty shirt on that, um, that Anthony McConville <laughs> would have got you with a sponsorship, mate. But what, what was it like walking through the doors? And was there anyone you were a bit afraid to sort of go up and say hello to? Um. You know, mate, being a, a very confident young country kid, mate, I had the full tips in and the, the beaded necklace and 
all that sort of jazz. I wasn't um, that shy. Nothing's changed. Nice, mate. Nothing has changed. No, mate. Still a very friendly person. Um, but no, mate. I uh, I remember going into the club for the first time just after we got drafted. We went and checked the place out, and the boys are doing a, like a cross training session down in the old den. You, you remember the den? And um, Mark Coglin was up there on the bike, mate, and spinning them over next to Cal Moore, and they were two of the best rigs I'd ever seen. And I was just like, right, mate, what I've got to get, mate. And I just pursued that for the next fifteen years of my career. Well, you didn't fail because you you were you. Pretty decent rig. You'd, what, what would you give it out of ten? Oh, nine point seven five, probably. <laughs> nine point seven five. Um, have you got a favourite game that you played in whilst you were wearing the, the yellow and black? Obviously, um, uh, finals are there, but is there is there any game that sort of stands out for you as one that you you look back fondly on um, over the 200 and, uh, 220, 230 odd games that you, that you played at the Tigers? Um, yeah, there is one that stands out just for the pure enjoyment of it. Was um, it went back to a bit of old school footy, mate? In terms of um, it was wet, um, miserable day. We were zipping nine, um, playing uh, Port Adelaide over there in ankle deep water. I saw Ben Cousins warm up in a pair of sneakers that never saw the light of day again, uh, and then. We just played out of our skins that day, mate. We tackled really hard, chased, did all the right things, and we uh, we got the chockies, mate. So round, I think it was round nine or ten, twenty ten, Dimmer's first win and uh, our first our first win for a fair while. So uh, that's one of my favourite wins that I've ever had. Can you remember the week before when we played Hawthorne? Yes. And I think we were well, we were zipping eight, um, and Dimmer was playing against the Hawks, who he'd been an assistant coach at. And Tucky had a shot on goal, had the chance to have the shot on goal, had break 50. And Sam Mitchell ran him down. He was, <laughs> Sam Mitchell was not quick. So no, he wasn't. He was, Mate, uh, the Hawks uh, boys, um, they talk about that now. When I was there just recently uh, as a coach, and they were saying that they, they reckon that um, that nearly saved Clarko's job because he was under the pump uh, prior to that because they weren't travelling too flash themselves. But... That tackle saved him, and I remember Tucky streaming in, pinning the ears back, thinking he was going to launch it from 50. <laughs> yeah, poor old Mitch nabbed him. So it's certainly something Mitch wouldn't be known as as a, as a tackler. Now, mate, you made the move up to to GWS and um, had yeah, well, had a lot of uh, calf issues there. Um, any any sort of favourite moments there? Or, well, actually, I won't talk about favourite moments. What was it like the first time that you had to come up against the Tigers? Because you've we're obviously great mates, and, and you had a lot of friends still playing at Richmond. Um, what was the feeling like in in that week? Uh, well, that week it was I was um, uh, probably treaded very lightly, to be honest, mate. I didn't want to say too much. Tried to steer clear, and didn't want to text you boys or say anything. I knew how um, hard it was going to be to come up against you fellas, and then. My Achilles was giving me absolute grief, so I spent most of the time just trying to get that right so I could do some, have some sort of performance. I remember running out for the first time. It was like the, the elimination final when we played uh, Carlton, um, and I was just like, oh, I'm on the other end of this today, but I know what that feeling's like. I saw Grigger in the warm-up. He started talking to me while I'm having a kick, and I'm just like, mate, get away with you. Give me, <laughs> give me some Jump. space. Uh, and... Yeah, mate, it was a... Uh, um, have you got a yeah, tip, mate? Like Sorry, I got a, we're winding you up here. They're giving me the thing. Have you got yeah. a tip for Friday night? Uh, yeah, mate, I'm tipping a draw. 
Tipping the draw on you, Brady. Thanks for joining us, mate. This has been Tiger Time. It's obviously been a really tough day for the Richmond faithful, but thank you for joining us. Um, keep talking all things Shane Tuck and uh, go home and hug your loved ones. This is Jack Rowett and this is Tiger Time. Thank you.